When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about movies. Huh. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And Devin should be joining us shortly. He's running a little bit late. Um, but we're going to get started without him. Uh, Ryan, how are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I can actually use my phone without fear of cutting my fingers. So I'm very happy about that. that that's, that's always a good thing. Um, yeah, I've been bugging you to get your phone fixed for years now. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it, COVID ruins everything. Yeah. I'll just, you know, like, if, if for people who don't get that connection, which I know is very odd, mm-hmm. I broke my phone like three days before the official, you know, like COVID lockdown happened like two years ago. And so my phone was cracked. Wasn't that bad at the beginning. So I was like, I'll wait, you know, a few weeks and a few weeks for like everyone else turned into a few months, turned into two years. <laughs> so my phone is finally fixed. New battery, new screen. Ryan, do you have anything that you've watched this week? No, I mean, I've been, when it comes to what I've been doing with my free time, my wife and I have been packing for Florida for next week. So, I mean, I think this is the first time in my life that I have, that I am fully packed, except for like the 10% of things you can't pack until like, you know, like a few hours before. Mm -hmm. Like this is the first time that I'm actually ready. Like ready, ready for like packing. Like nothing's gonna be forgotten. We're gonna have everything we need. I think Devin would be very upset if we talked exclusively about your trip to Disney World without him on the show. So let's uh, do it. I think we should. Um, yes. <laughs> so you you haven't been there in a few years. Is there anything new that you're excited to go see at Disney? Uh, Star Wars Land or whatever they call it. Galaxy's Edge. Sure. Yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Um, see, I, I'm going off of like. 90s Disney naming of its parks. Mm-hmm. Star Wars land. <laughs> Star Wars. Um, so, Galaxy's Edge, uh, they were working on another one. I think Toy Story? Like yeah, They were working Story- on like a, like Village or something. Yeah, there's a Toy, Story, Toy Story Village. That's probably yeah. more entertaining than Lightyear. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's that, but I mean, simply, like, the last time we went, my goddaughter was like four she was four years old now she's nine so it's going to be interesting to see the difference of taking a nine-year-old to disney compared to a four-year-old which i know it's going to be challenging yeah (laughs) i'm i'm gonna have to give you items to buy for me because there are a few things i have my eye on i just haven't made it to florida yet um (laughs) you might be coming back with an infinity stone i'm not sure yet uh (laughs) But Devin had something for we watch this. Um, he had the 
train wreck Woodstock 99 documentary off of Netflix. Um, I'm sure he liked it and was fascinated that all this happened and he didn't know about any of it. I, I would not be surprised if that was the case. I mean, I, I just personally, I just hope that they don't that, that oh. like every other documentary that they've ever done on the riots that happened at the uh, at Woodstock 99. I really hope that they didn't just focus on Limp Biscuit and like green day because like they got the brunt of the blame of what happened but, but, but i truly believe even though fred durst is not the best person on the planet i really doubt that if he would have known w- w- what was going on limp biscuit wouldn't have done what they did and yes i'm here defending limp biscuit because i am a no fan but, of the, but the thing is i'm a fan of the greatest hits album right here Look, we're all Limp Biscuit fans. We're not questioning that, Ryan. Uh, I, I think the thing that, that we need to know here is the documentary does come out pretty strongly in favor of him. It okay, doesn't say that it was his fault. It's that yeah. tensions were building up until that point in the thing, and Limp Biscuit was just like, I'm Limp Biscuit," and that's all he needed to do. I mean, had, had the Spice Girls come out and said, we're the Spice Girls, it would have had the same effect. Also, hey, everyone. That... So your your timing was absolutely perfect. Oh, it was. <laughs> it really was. I try. I try. That was fantastic. Um, <sighs> so yeah, I, did I pull the right poster? I don't know if you can see the stream. Oh yeah, let me the, the, the one you did. The one, yeah, the one on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the one. Yeah, because there's also one that they did on HBO Max, and it's mm-hmm. not as good as this one. This one went way more in depth especially about like the sheer number of like sexual assaults that happened and all yeah. like the really nitty gritty, ugly and not limp biscuit ruined our thing, which yeah. isn't what it all should have happened. I think that's what the HBO yeah. max thing does. It was, it um, absolutely was. Yeah. And that's why I said what I said, because I mean, it's, a, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sorry, but if, if you don't order the amount of necessities needed to, you know, like fulfill the basic needs of the amount of people, you know, they're showing up. Mm-hmm. Like if you know that you didn't do that and then you're going to go ahead and blame a band for what happened. Like, no, 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 no. No, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they threw them on an airport hangar or on an, in a military base hangar. They walled them in and they went waters $15. Where else are you going to get it? I, yeah. I I just can't believe they didn't pay Limp Biscuit for everything. I heard they just did it all for the Nookie. <laughs> I wanted to make that joke. I'm so glad you did. Uh, I couldn't even keep it straight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so would you recommend this uh, documentary? 10 out of 10. I One of my like secret like passions, and this might be because I'm becoming an old man, I love Woodstock and Woodstock history and really anything that has to do with Woodstock, either the original one or the 99 version. Mm-hmm. I just, I find it so fascinating. I love the bands. I have the like four vinyl pack of the original one and have listened to it like all the way through like eight times. I don't know. I think it's incredible. I, I would watch it if, if you have any passing interest. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I just realized I wasn't recording my audio that whole time. So my, my rant is going to just stay on the, the live stream. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a shame. All right. So I watched a thing. I've only watched one episode of a thing, but I figured it's worth talking about. Uh, Tell me. Neil Gaiman's the Sandman on Netflix. <gasps> you I watched s- the thing I wanted to talk about. The, 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 you have to watch this podcast tonight brought to you by things we watched on Netflix. 
uh, <laughs> until we get to the Hulu thing. Uh, yeah, right. so I watched the first episode of The Sandman, uh, which just so happens to be the only volume of The Sandman I have ever read. <laughs> so, so wait, episodes are by volumes. No, nah, I mean, it covers, like, like the whole thing's covering the first book. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. Talking to my wife, it covers the first and second book. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it, it's like the, in, like, it's him, it's Dream getting locked up and being held captive. Um, Very cool. So I really enjoyed it. I think the casting's phenomenal. Uh, it reminds like Neil Gaiman shows seem to have their own look and vibe to them. Like it, it, it's very similar in style to uh, Good Omens. Okay, got which it. Which I was surprised by since they're on different platforms, but it still has like the same like look. Like it's it's different. Like they're two different mm-hmm. stories, but it's still like I can look at it and be like Neil Gaiman. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying this. I'm looking forward to watching more episodes, but it's one of those things that I can't sit down and binge. It's like we watch the first episode, it's like okay, I need a break, like one a day. But we'll we'll take it take it slowly. Because is it too weird? Is it too trippy? No, it's just a. It's not tri- It's not that it's trippy. It's just like even with Umbrella Academy, we took that slowly. I think okay. with Netflix, I'm just burnt out on binging stuff because of Stranger Things, because that was Fair. such a heavy, wa- like a, such a long watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think watching things like Better Call Saul and Only Murders in the Only Murders in the Building, watching them week to week has gotten me away from binge watching. So taking it slowly, I think, is more enjoyable at this point for me. That's fair. I can absolutely see why why that would be the case. Yeah. You kind of process it more. And you yeah. can like theorize what's going on and have more fun with it. Yeah, and I, I think Disney Plus is to blame for that too because I've had to wait week for week 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 to week. It's hot in here and I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have had to wait week week to week for Marvel shows and Star Wars shows. So I'm back into the weekly episodes trend of things, and I think. Even with Netflix, I'm trying to pace myself a little bit more. So, oh yeah, that's smart. Is Disney Plus currently doing anything worth talking about? I feel like there's always something going on, and I've been kind of off of the boat for the a while. The I Am Groot shorts came out, uh, so they're out oh. right now. And then on the, I think it's next week. Yeah, next week on the 18th, She Hulk comes out. Oh, okay. So pretty close then. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very close to She-Hulk. Um, hmm. But yeah, that's that's what I've got for We Watch This. Now, Ryan, have you ever heard of the Sandman or read the Sandman or know what the Sandman is? I'm over here just ment- 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 mentally playing Enter the Sandman from Metallica in my head. Not the doo-wop song, Mr. Sandman? That That's too. my favorite one. They're both going back and <laughs> forth with each other, kind of like in uh, uh, that movie you guys had me watch about the video game kid. I forget the name Pitch, of the movie. No. Pitch Perfect. No. <laughs> I like that I, movie, I, but no. Scott Pilgrim. Ready Player there one. we go. Like oh, Scott that Pilgrim one. Got going it. back and forth. Oh, okay. the two bands. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Metallica's winning. Just letting you know. <laughs> that makes sense. It's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Devin, I know you've read Sandman. 
because I have I bought them from you. Yeah, I I can't wait for this show. I really can't because I love the Sandman. I think I've read all of it at this I, point. I, I haven't read. Yeah, I wanted to reread the first volume, but I gave it. And to it was you. gone. Yeah, yeah. How many volumes did I give you? You gave me four, and then I bought the rest. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I have I'm, I'm all slowly, of them. I'm slowly rebuying them. So. <laughs> Good. Oh, no, I really do like this story, and I'm really excited to see what they do with it. I feel like I loved it so much as a graphic novel that I'm so very leery about seeing what it could be in, in like, TV show form. Yeah. But if you say it's worth watching, having read it, and, in, and if Anna likes it, too, and it gets her seal of approval, it's probably worth watching for She me. wanted to watch another one. I was like, I need a break. Oh, wow. So... All right, so that does it for We Watch This. Uh, now we're going to get into mm-hmm. today's main topics. Uh, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some predators. We're going to we're going to be like Chris Hansen up in here. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Um, I, I think we should start with the predator because I don't think I think we have a lot more to say about prey than we'll have to say about the predator. <laughs> and if people are watching us for for prey to hear our thoughts, either fast forward or stay tuned. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. So in chronological order, we've talked about all the other Predator films minus mm-hmm. Alien versus Predator. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it makes sense for us to talk about the Predator first. So, Ryan, these are, this this was your pick. You've made us watch all of these films. Introduce the Predator. Okay. The Predator is a Shane Black 2018, I believe it's 18, mm-hmm. film um, that is pretty much just... As far as I'm concerned, this is the, hey, you've seen all of the other Predator movies. Now, here's a lighthearted, here's a lighthearted Predator comedy. That's how I take this movie. I've always liked it. I've always enjoyed it. I've seen it probably about 10 times since it's released because I watch a lot of movies. That's how I spend a lot of my time. So if that number seems high for people, it's really not for me. Um... And that's how I take this movie, and I really enjoy it. Um, I don't really expect a lot out of it. I never have. Uh, so how was your guys' for? Oh, and I saw this in movie theaters. Okay. okay. Oh, okay. So there we go. How uh, How is your guys, you know, your existence with it prior to seeing it? And now that you've seen it, what do you think? So I've, I've owned this for the longest time. Somebody who bought it on Blu-ray, and I'm not going to mention names, gave me their digital code. Uh, so I've owned it for a while and I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it yet. Um, so I got to watch it for the first time and you guys know how big of a Shane Black fan I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I love this movie. Uh, it's, it hits the same notes that like same sense of humor that a lot of his other films do like kiss, kiss, bang, bang and the nice guys, yeah. Iron Man mm-hmm. three. Um, it's got that sense of humor I learned things about Shane Black from this movie, just reading about it uh, that I didn't know. Like he has Tourette's. Um, oh. And I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is my favorite of the Predator movies so far. Now, can, 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 can I ask you a question about that? Yes. Would you, would you like it as much if you hadn't seen the other ones? Having known as little as I do about the predator. Yeah, probably okay. there, th- there are things in here that I picked up on 
having seen the other ones, like the fact that Jake Busey is playing Gary Busey's son in this, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a stretch for both yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but there, there, and there are some funny Easter eggs, like when she goes into the lab for the first time, there, there are some yeah. funny Easter eggs in here. Um, yeah. No, I, I think I, I think just uh, story wise and like sense of humor wise, yeah. I would have still enjoyed this. Okay. It's it's okay. not my it's not my favorite Shane Black thing. Oh yeah, but yeah. No, I, it it's my favorite it's my favorite Predator film. Yeah. Okay. That makes me happy. Devin? <laughs> my goodness. I so I knowing about this movie beforehand, the only thing I really knew is that Keegan Michael Key was in a Predator movie and I love Keegan Michael Key a lot. <laughs> and I knew that Shane Black had done this. I came into this guys and I this might be my problem. Came into this with sky-high expectations. I went, I am going to love this movie. It's going to be a new take on the genre. This is going to be my favorite movie that I watched this week because I know that, and again, this is without me seeing it, I know that Prey is going to be more of a formulaic Predator movie. This one's going to shake up the formula, and I'm going to love it. Guys, I hated it. It was my least favorite Predator movie I think I've ever watched, and I think for the exact opposite reason as Alan, I think that had this been my first Predator movie... I would have loved this and it would have been my favorite. But I think since I've seen three movies now kind of establishing a bit of a genre and a bit of a pace, I left this movie feeling like it was a good alien movie. Not alien in like alien sense, but like a good extraterrestrial movie. But it wasn't a good Predator movie. And I think that's where I came away from it. Would you say that if, if someone were to make a Predator comedy, this the, this this would fit that vein. This is the only way to make a predator comedy. You okay. can't make slapstick predators hitting each other with fish. Like this is about as comedy as you could ever 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 make a predator movie, and I appreciate that about it. But yeah. there wasn't enough predator in my predator for me to predator. I I, I what? Okay, so let's, let's break this down. What okay. is not it. predator about this movie? Y- yeah, there was a, there, Okay, there was a scene in this that literally. I, I went, this isn't this isn't my Predator. And it was, Predator is escaping jail and is being chased down the road by a bus. And I just went, I've never seen this in a Predator movie, and maybe there's a reason why. Like, this Predator, and, and I understand that there are two Predators in this movie, and there's, there's, you know, one that is more, like, acts a bit more like the Predator that we know and love, and one that acts a bit more like, like, your your buddy predator, I guess. But there are just some things in it that I've never really seen a predator do. There's positions that he puts himself in that I've never seen a predator put himself in that I don't think were overly flattering or overly consistent with the character in much the same way that if the new Halloween movie were to come out and Michael Myers participated in trick-or-treating dressed as a clown and then at one point pulled his clown mask off and it was a Michael Myers mask, you'd be like, would that character really do something like that? I think that the other movies have established Predators as a specific kind of hunter class that him not being totally in control of the situation feels very wrong for me. And for a lot of the movie, the first Predator that you see isn't in control of his situation. He's running away. He's escaping. He's crash landed. He's you know doing X, Y, or Z. And, and I think that for that reason, it didn't feel like a Predator movie. It felt like a two aliens movie or two extraterrestrials movie for me. Okay. Okay. So there was a lot in there. I know. So even though they established that there are two higher, that, that, that there are two different Predators, 
in mm-hmm. Predators, where they have mm-hmm. one who is like the one, the first one in this, tied up to a post mm-hmm. that, you know, Adrian Bundy has to rescue, which again is the mm-hmm. most ridiculous sentence that I could say about the <laughs> franchise. Um, even though they've established that there are two different types and the mm-hmm. and the original Predator that we've been introduced to this whole time is the weaker of the two, mm-hmm. seeing the weaker of the two run away from the obvious, more powerful one mm-hmm. doesn't fit. No, no, I really don't think it does. So I think there's a difference between finding a Predator, like, tied up and, like, you know, seeing this kind of, like, power struggle play out on, like, their planet. And there's a difference between seeing the predator essentially do some of the things that he did in this movie where like he was kind of predator and like sure he like escaped and killed a few people but it didn't it didn't very it didn't feel in line with his character for some reason like it felt like what he was doing was reminiscent of what he should be doing but took me out of it i think and maybe that's just me not wanting to see the predator do anything but be a predator let me give you my take on the yeah. uh, the the baby predator in this like okay um so the whole plot of it is he's trying to help the humans mhm i don't think he's a, he himself is a hunter and that's why he's not as good of a predator as you're used to seeing in these films. That's why he's different Mm -hmm. because as much as the predator is a film character, every film has had a different predator. Like Mm -hmm. we've never had the same character back to back unless you count alien versus predator, but we're not getting into that. Um, (laughs) So this predator is like a hippie is that probably the best way I can put it. Like he's trying to bring peace, man, like trying to help the humans mm-hmm. survive this uh the the giant predator um mm-hmm. who's who's taken the ooze from teenage mutant ninja turtle secret of the ooze perfect and become super shredder. Um <laughs> good. That's my take on it. Like he's he's a more he's a less violent version of the predator. He's here mm-hmm. to help um He's injured. He's captured. And that's why you see all these different things you take. But if you take his his storyline out of it, this movie is a group of soldiers uniting to fight a predator and survive in the in the jungle. Because which is exactly what the other movies were, which is the first movie verbatim. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you if you took away the. Like, does that make more sense to you? Like, does that. It does. It does. That that definitely puts it in more of a context, I think. I mean. I'm trying to to put into words specifically what about like baby predator is what I'll call him now that just struck me as being I don't know not as interesting to watch maybe. Well, it's it, the thing is too you're you're seeing it as every single per you know every single individual predator is mm-hmm. like this you know like they're all warriors they all go mm-hmm. out on the weekend and they all hunt like the deadliest things in the galaxy like that's what you're thinking every single one of them wants to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like in Star Trek, you have Klingons. They are warrior based. Mm-hmm. They are tribal based. You know, they are vicious and, you know, and they are really good warriors. But in Star Trek canon, they have lawyers, they have doctors, they have teachers, they have, you know, civil servants that, you know, help, you know, that basically help the elderly. Mm-hmm. You don't have a society like the Predators that's that advanced, and you don't have, like, 
a, you know, at least a few, at the very least, that that are like scientists, doctors, engineers, and they're closeted pacifists. You know what I realize this is, guys? Literally, the last time we did, when we did Predator 2, I ended it by saying, give me a movie of nothing but Predator hot dog salesmen or like Predator scientists. And I just want to see them do that. And I got it in a movie and hated it. This is my revenge. <laughs> this is my fault. I brought this on myself. I'm sorry. Shane Black, I don't mean it. <laughs> so does this, okay, so my understanding of this movie is this isn't the fan favorite of the movies. Is that right, Ryan? It is not, no. <laughs> Okay, so do people have the same problems that I am trying very hard to articulate, or are there other things that I'm just not picking up on that people don't like about it? Okay, so when you go outside of the hardcore Predator fandom, okay, when you okay. go outside of that, like, you know, people like me, like, I really like the Predator movies, I like the movies, mm-hmm. I don't really invest any time in reading the comic books or the books or any of the sure. lore or anything like that. I like this movie because of how I perceive it to be as kind of like the goofy, funny, mm-hmm. you know, you know, like you like the movies. Here's like a silly one. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of people who like this movie see it. The people who hate this movie are the ones that like read all the comic books, you know, like they're fans of Dark Horse <laughs> comics and, you know, like they've read the books and Shane Black's style doesn't really fit the type of world that a lot of hardcore Predator fans have. Okay. And I feel like that's a very, like, I am glossing over all of the individual arguments I've ever heard or read Mm -hmm. about it and just saying that it's pretty much the fact that a lot of them don't like how Shane Black depicted this. The, Mm -hmm. the, you know, just everything the way that he did it. So for them, it was more of like a tone thing. Like yeah. Predator is supposed to be this like menacing thing in the woods. It's not supposed to be, you know, your best buddy running in front of a in front of a, a bus or something. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair. I, I, I think my I, I think if I had to like put my exact finger on what I didn't like, it was just that this felt like if you had replaced Predator in this movie with anything else, the plot would have made as much sense. It felt like they were just like, okay, you made a really great alien movie. I don't think it's going to sell. If we replace the generic aliens in your movie with Predators, I think people would go to see it. The thing is with me, I -hmm. would watch this. Let's say it's something else. Yeah. I would see... I... I would pick up on all of the little stuff in this. Mm-hmm. And e- even if you change all of the hardware out and make it non-predatory. Yeah. I would still see it as that because you have a lot of stuff going on in this movie that relate to their films. And I'll just bring mm-hmm. up one character. The the, 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 the the government guy, the one who's in charge of the soldiers trying to get the, the, the tech and study it. Yeah. Him, he's yeah. pretty much portraying the cartoony masculinity masculinity that Arnold Schwarzenegger and all of his buddies were in the first one. He is my favorite character in this because every time he's on screen, it's just watching like a cartoon villain. He's just so (laughs) egotistical. I love it. I mean, it's a lot like Gary Busey in the second one then too. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, there's always this one person who's, who's just a straight up cartoon, you know, of just pure masculinity. 
And in the first movie, it was all of the soldiers. In the second one, it was Gary Busey. In this one, it's... I forget the guy's name, but it's him. And mm-hmm. I think... And I, I think in Predators, it's uh, a little bit of all of them, even though that was toned down a bit. I mean, you know. It was still very much there, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100% it was there. Um, but there's little things like that throughout this movie that, like, cues to, mm-hmm. to, to, to the Predator franchise that, you know, that Shane Black did. Um, that is why is why I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, it sounds like the cues to the other Predator movies, I guess, were more subtle than I was expecting them to be for a Predator movie. And part of it could just be my my uh, my expectation going into it. I went, this is a Predator movie. It's going to be a funny Predator movie. I'm going to turn my brain all the way off for this one. And and I didn't even catch, I didn't make the connection that you're saying where he's like the, the you know, the view of the masculinity i didn't catch the you know how the characters interacted with each other or all the little nods to to the other predator movies that you guys see i mean even alan's explanation of the plot in summary saying it's exactly like number one yeah in my mind i'm like yeah but the but then this part (laughs) shit he's right (laughs) so i i think i just went brain's gone and and just watched it and went what is this (laughs) so this might be my fault it's, I mean, honestly, as soon as you started describing how you set yourself up, I knew what was coming. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Alan did, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. knew where it was going. Did you guys think I'd hate this going into it, or do you think I'd like this one? I'm always curious about what you think, I think. I didn't think you'd hate it. I'm kind no? of surprised you hated it. Um, yeah. But now that you gave your reasoning, uh, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... This movie wasn't without its controversies. Uh, and I don't want to talk about the one because I don't want to talk about that on the internet. Um, but if you look up Olivia Munn, the Predator, there's news stories about why she was upset about this film and got scenes cut. Um, I don't know about that. She, I'm going to look that up afterwards. She found out an actor who she worked with was on a certain list and should not have been hired. Oh. Um, oh no but beyond that uh even before that the film had issues and they ended up uh reshooting the whole third act uh really there was a leaked script yeah evidently james edward james almost was in this movie uh, and they cut all his scenes in the reshoots really yeah what was he doing uh he was an army general Oh, and it had a big role in the third act and throughout the rest of the original cut, uh, and it no longer fit in the reshot version of the film. I'm gonna try to find the screenplay that got cut from this and uh, read that because I'm fascinated by things like that. Uh, and I guess there are deleted scenes in the trailers because they reshot it that late in the game that they were already promoting wow. it. So. Yeah, there's um I forget exactly where they show up because I haven't seen the deleted scenes since I originally watched this when I first got the Blu-ray. Um there are other predators, like baby predators in this and they're wearing like camo pants and like <laughs> militaristic uh like top body armor that looks ridiculously like earth military style and not oh, like weird. 
predator you know you know like not like the metal Mm -hmm. and like mesh like it's very like synthetic plastic looking and in like camo like marine pants with like knee pads on them and stuff strange very very strange but to 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 to, to kind of keep on going with what alan one of the original endings for this Mm -hmm. movie involved arnold schwarzenegger coming back as dutch Does every like version of Predator that comes out always threaten to bring him back? Wait until, every, wait until we talk yeah. about Prey. <laughs> yeah. And what? every single one, Arnold turns it down. Um, so this is what happened with this one. is When it comes to the original ending of, of the script, uh, featured a cameo appearance by Dutch, Arnold Schwarzenegger, from, from the first film, after defeating the Super Predator, Super Shredder, well, let's just keep go. it along it, that it, line. It works. I, it does. I, it does. I actually really like that. Um, uh, Quinn, Casey, and Roy, uh, Rory, are resting when the helicopter uh, are, are resting after the fight. When the is when the helicopter lands. Dutch steps out uh, and uh, and tells them, "You have to come with me." And then the, 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 the kid goes, even me. And then Dutch goes, especially you. Um, and then it's supposed to set up the sequel to this. It's a better ending than what we got. Which I, I have to say, and Kristen, like, Kristen really likes this movie. We both have the same feeling about the end. The movie should end, like, right before the it fades and then it comes back to the like ending ending that (laughs) like that whole thing could just be cut right off (laughs) the final scene of this movie felt so post-credit oh yeah like and it's before the credits i'm like why is this here like do you think no one was gonna sit through the credits shane black like you did a marvel movie you know how this works um yeah i uh, i could have done without that scene like, Did you guys I, like the the Predator Killer armor? That needed more time in the oven. Like that, like that suit, like that CGI, like on the instructions on the side of the box, it said to keep that thing in the oven for four hours, and they took it out at, at an hour and a half. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Was I the only one expecting an alien to pop out? When I, I saw the goo, yes. I w- I was expecting. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to pop out. <laughs> that would have been awesome. This felt this ending to me felt almost exactly like the ending from uh, Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this came out two years after that from the same studio. So, oh wow, mm, maybe. Yeah, uh, but I mean, even but I mean, like even Quinn's outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the really bad military dress uniform, like that just looked bad. Like that just didn't look right. Yeah. So I mean, even that didn't sit well with me. But I mean, other than that, I love this movie. So, <laughs> you know. anything else on the Predator before we move on to the other feature in our double feature? No. Oh, ready? Actually, I have a yes. surprise, Alan. <gasps> Tell me. So, Devin, there was something when I was researching this movie that I found that there are certain locations that they used for this that is also part of a show that Alan really likes. What is it? 
okay, so the school, football field, oh, that was actually a baseball field, um, and barn uh, that they used in this movie were the same <laughs> locations and same buildings they used on a TV show named Smallville. Uh, that's fun. So. Yeah, did you catch I, them, Alan? I did not, but now that, so Ryan told me this before the show, and I, <laughs> I only heard farm and barn the first time. I missed the school, but I was like, you know, that school did seem familiar to me, like the outside <laughs> of it. Yeah. Because it's a big, long, like, school, and I was like, why does this seem familiar? <laughs> it makes sense now. Um, very cool. <laughs> I, I'm just disappointed Clark Kent didn't come in and kick that giant predator's ass. <laughs> um, oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's it for The Predator. Let's move on to the newly released Prey on Hulu, which I just read uh, was Hulu's number one premiere of all time, film-wise. Wow. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised because people are actually talking about this Predator movie more than I've heard anyone talk about a Predator movie who isn't named Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, oh. you know, I'm a little obsessed. I'll fully admit it. Yeah, I love that it. shirt. I love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- Ryan, you don't really have, do. You want to take point on this one, or do you want to just have like a conversation about prey? We can just because... have a conversation about prey. I mean, I did some like th- the only research I-, I was able to have time to do was a screenshot of something I thought was funny I saw in a comment section, and then a meme that I picked up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all this <laughs> that time sounds I like I Ryan research. <laughs> so, so prey takes place in the 1700s. Uh, follows a Native American Comanche tribe, I believe. Yeah. Comanche. Uh, yeah. Comanche um, being hunted by a predator uh, back then. So using primitive weapons and dealing with uh, the French settlers in the area. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of Prey? Devin, I, I really want to know what you think since you yeah, hated the predator. Yeah. Let's just go with I loved I loved this movie. Ten out of ten. I this is the Predator movie I will go back to and watch again and again and again and again. This was my favorite of the franchise. I loved everything about it. Fight me. I don't <laughs> need to fight you. I completely agree. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the, the Predator might be my favorite. This is the best movie in this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um That's that's my stance on it. Like it's maybe not the one I'll go back to and watch all the time. Like if I had mm-hmm. If I had to pick one of these two to rewatch, it'd be the Predator. But mm-hmm. that being said, I already did rewatch this with the Kamachi uh, dubbed version. Uh, just because there's so like visually, this film is entertaining as hell, and I enjoyed every second of it. Um, even when there wasn't humans or a predator on screen, I thought they did some really cool things with nature and animals and i i really enjoyed this movie ryan it's definitely the most well done out of all of them i feel like this this one that they went beyond just making it like an action movie and they actually mm-hmm. spent time like making it beautiful just like alan mm-hmm. just like what you were saying um i would put it probably like two or three when it comes to like f- you know favorite on it um 
but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to go over in it. I, I just, mm-hmm. I enjoyed every second of it. I, I got about halfway through watching, uh, watch, watching it again, uh, with the Comanche dub and my internet started playing with me. So I wasn't mm-hmm. able to finish it. Oh, really? Let's talk about that <laughs> some more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so this is directed by Dan Trackenberg, who I have been following for years because he directed a short on the internet. Uh, and I'm trying to, where did I lost my page? I've been following his career for years. He directed 10 Cloverfield lane. Uh, some episodes, uh, he did an episode of black mirror Devin, which hmm. you probably know. It was yeah. the uh, one with Wyatt um, Russell. Oh, right. Yep. Ga- uh, game tester, I think, or something like that. Yep, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but he directed a Portal short back mm-hmm. in... I'm trying to find it. Where did it go? It looks like it was 2011. Port- 2011, Portal No Escape. Uh, he's directed an episode of The Boys... Uh, an episode of the lost symbol, which everyone forgot existed. Um, <laughs> and he's directing the pilot for the water world TV series. Oh, what? yes. Yes. Oh. I can't, I can't wait to see that. I cannot wait to see that. We're going to have to do that movie on this podcast. I've yeah, never, I've never that. seen it either. You guys have never seen water world. No, I saw the universal studio stunt extravaganza, but never the movie, which is amazing. Right. I didn't, it even, is. It's amazing. I didn't even see that. So just imagine uh, how good the movie is. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, he's also rumored to be writing a portal portal film uh, coming up. So, but yeah, I I've been fo- like when I saw he was attached to this, I was like, I'm in. Like, I'm not a huge predator. Like back then, I hadn't seen all the predator films, but I was like, I am in just because of this director. And I think they'd made a lot of cool choices with this and told the story in a different way different setting, changing things up, um, but still keeping that lore alive um, Mm -hmm. in the franchise. Agreed. I mean, they they did the thing that I wanted them to do. I mean, I guess spoilers or or minor spoilers. Can we get into spoilers? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. We've kind of been just going for it. They did the gun thing, and I'm so happy they did the gun thing. They started the gun thing. They didn't finish the gun thing. No, that scares me. Why? And makes me hopeful. So it scares me because I'm worried that they're just off camera going to be like, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Predator killed her and took the gun. That's what happened. But it makes me hopeful because if that happens, I want another one. I want Prey 2. Did you watch the credits? No, I didn't know there was a credits thing. There's not a thing after the credits. The credits are the film... Uh, in like tapestry or wall art, like the Native American I, art. I it, saw that and I think I was like, oh, it's the plot. And then just like the, didn't pay attention. At the very end when the story ends, mm-hmm. uh, the the camera goes up on the tapestry and you just see it, uh, predator ships come in through <gasps> that. So they're setting it up for a sequel. Oh, cool. Like, go, go back and rewatch it. It's it's it's. Probably my favorite post credit scene of the year. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I see you thinking about that. Is that actually it? Um, um, yes, just don't just don't tell Roy Kent. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, did you catch this, Ryan? Hmm, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, well, no, I, it's I, my fault then. I can't wait for the second one. I mean, but I, mean, I almost didn't because I, I almost did what you did. Mm-hmm. The, you know, like you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. And then I must have caught it at the right time because I caught the part that Alan was talking about because I was about to stop the credits and I was like, oh, mm -hmm. hang on, hang on a second. Hold on. <laughs> uh, I want, I want a sequel. My, what I liked the most about it was one of the, one of one of the reasons why I like it so much is because it it it, it puts me back to when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, as you guys know. And some people might listening might know I'm not originally from Pennsylvania. When I was eight years old, my parents moved to Pennsylvania from Alton, Illinois, which is like 30, 25 minutes north of St. Louis, Missouri. And mm -hmm. around that area, there is a lot of land where there is a lot of uh, indigenous peoples, like ancient buildings. Wow. And what I like... It's not officially what it is, but I call it uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the the Mississippi Pyramid. That's not mm -hmm. officially what it's called, but it's what I call it. It's called, like, the Mound, and it's got, like, the tribal name in front of it. Um, mm -hmm. Where you're a good, like, five miles from St. Louis or four miles from St. Louis on the Illinois side of the river, and you mm -hmm. walk up on this thing, and you can see this, uh, and you can see the skyline of oh, St. Wow. Louis from it. It's it's huge. Um but they would have uh uh event days where the tribe would actually like do their dances, they would mm -hmm. do lessons, they would teach, they would be oh, walking wow. around in you know like uh uh native clothing. Um all of this different stuff and just watching this movie reminded me of all of that. Oh, I bet. Because That's very cool. Yeah, because, I mean, like, even the terrain, like, where mm -hmm. this tribe was, was in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. In that, in, not exactly in that area, but mm -hmm. in areas of the Midwest that look a lot like that part of Illinois and, uh, and, and Missouri. So whenever they were focusing on the tribe, all I could think about was me at, like, five, six years old going on a field trip to this place. I mean, I think... Even taking it like the next step farther, I don't have the same kind of connection as you did to that. But I mean, how incredibly clever is it to set it in that time period where you don't have a muscle bound guy with hand grenades and machine guns? You have literally, you know, sticks and at most like a flintlock pistol to defend yourself against this and just how clever they were to get around that. Yeah, it, it breaks the formula for a Predator movie that you were just mm -hmm. complaining about. Like... <laughs> like it completely turns the the formula on its head like it strips you of everything and makes it very primal and yeah. uh i think it's a great way to take the franchise to tell this story that has been teased since predator 2 mm -hmm. and like i i think this is a great way to go about that yeah did you guys hear the funny little fact about the gun because this is the only fact about this movie that I know. No. Is it about them having to go to a fan for the gun? Yeah, so they did. Coach <laughs> the fan to get the fan's replica of the gun yeah. for this movie, which like I'm sure happens in Hollywood more often than we think, but I think that's very cool. 
I, another example of something like that was for the Mandalorian finale. They needed stormtroopers, and Disney didn't have enough suits, so they brought in the 501st from Los <gasps> That's Angeles very cool. to, to be stormtroopers because they already had the suits. Oh. Um, yeah. And to be part of the 501st, those suits have to be movie quality. It's yeah. part it's it's part of being that that is one of my favorite organizations of <laughs> from any fandom. They, they they go to children's hospitals. Yeah. They volunteer for uh, 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 for charity runs to like hand stuff out and to be there for you know like the kids is of the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the of the, the, the parents in the race like the five hundred first is a tremendous organization. Yeah. Wow. Um. Were there any moments in this that stood out to you guys? Uh for me it was the end. I mean, this is stupid. <laughs> this is going to be stupid, but it was literally when. The predator's trapped in the mud, and she's like, you don't go any farther. And you saw everything that she was setting up come together so stupidly well. And then you <laughs> you saw him make the mistake, or I'm assuming the predator's name. You saw the predator make the mistake as he was making it, and you're like, oh, this is so good. That was, I don't know, that was a perfect moment for me. I loved it. I have, it, I can, for the life of me, I cannot think of a movie that, that I've seen in years that had quicksand become part of the, the plot. And that's pretty much more than it was. Like it was a mud quick, uh, quicksand Muck. pit. Yeah. Muck. Yeah. 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 I, um, when I was in scouts, we had this mm-hmm. thing called the muck hike at, at Ew. the camp that we used to, that I used to go to. And mm-hmm. it, you, you walked a trail through a swamp and that is muck. I have walked through that exact stuff that is like shoulder high before. Gross. It yeah. is Ryan, go, fun. It is go, smelly. It is go to stinky. different camps. It stink. Yeah. No, you you voluntarily <laughs> went to go do this, and I voluntarily went to do it. It's I, fun. I voluntarily would have gone home. Uh-huh. Me too. Hundred percent. Okay. Fun. So who else? So who else? Serious thing about movie. Who else was watching her with her axe on a string? And going, I would have chopped my face off with that same thing. Because she was so good at pulling it back and catching it. I would have pulled it back, missed, and then axe in the head. Yeah. Like, the whole time, that was my only thought. There have I have run into a few naysayers about this movie. And that's one of the ones... And that's one of the things that, 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 that gets brought up. Um, funny enough, mm-hmm. There's a fan site on Facebook that I'm a part of. That's just Predator and Alien. Like it's that whole of thing course there together, is. and mm-hmm. that's the only place I see people complain about this movie, which is the funniest thing to me. Yeah. Um, I so, I am so done with internet fandom. I am so oh, no, no. sick and tired oh. of it. All same, of them. same here. every single Believe one of me. them. I do not like. I don't want to be a part yeah. of any of it anymore. Yeah, keep your thoughts to yourself. If we can't have a civil discourse about it, then I don't want to hear it. That's fair. so. So the actual. So I'm not going to bring up any of the the junk that gets brought up by some people. Mm-hmm. What I am going to bring up are the things that I could definitely see people having actual problems with, and not okay. just wanting to complain. So the rope on the axe. I've seen people mm-hmm. bring that up because of exactly what Devin's saying. Like they show her being good with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. You know, of throwing it and everything, and that's great. 
Um, it's just there are some people out there that are like, that's a little much when it comes to like, you know, reflexes. Yeah. But at the same time, the way I see it, mm-hmm. you grow up in that environment, mm-hmm. you've developed those reflexes. Right. Not to mention that's mo- how I see it. Not to mention most of the time she's throwing it at, at wood, so it's not like she's going mm-hmm. to pull it back that way. Like she's gonna go up and pull it out like by the handle. She's not gonna be pulling right. the rope to get it back. And also, so. it's a pretty known trajectory. I mean, if it's sticking in the tree this way and you pull on it this way, you know it's going to come in a certain yeah. direction. I mean, yeah. you know, I my complaint wasn't really a complaint. I just know me and know that I would yeah. have chopped my yeah. face off. Yeah, no. I, And I feel like everyone listening, watching, have seen the movie feels <laughs> feels the exact same right. way. Yeah. Um, and then other people were talking about the design of the Predator's face, which I have no problem with. Um, I feel like if they would have had the technology they have today, I feel like the original Predator's face that we saw in the 1987 movie would have looked more like this one than the one that they actually made. Okay, so going back to the Predator. Predators are hunting to evolve themselves. So does it make sense that they would be less evolved and look different in this one than they would in Predator? Especially when you're talking about like a 300 year difference, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, that's the way so, I look I at mean, it. Yeah, and, and and there's that. And then this was one of the funniest things that, that that I've seen so far when it comes to this exact topic. The one person says there's a lot of variability in in uh, in human appearance. I would expect it's the same thing in alien species. Yeah. yeah. Not and wrong. then and then. The person who started the whole conversation goes, right, but if we're going with the bruised potato look, then let's make it a stud instead of a spud. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I watched this movie. I watched the whole movie. I don't remember having a problem with his face. I thought his mask was cool. That's that's all I got. People like the beady eyes. Okay. I mean, I've I've seen alien creatures transform being the same creatures way worse than they did in this. And same. The, the, the main example I can think of is the Klingons in uh star Wars or star Trek discovery. Like yeah. they, 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 <laughs> they, they, Oh man, like Klingons, like the history of the look of the Klingons is so mm-hmm. crazy, uh, <laughs> but like discovery. I'm like, why? Like that's a weird choice. I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, Devin, um, you should look up. You know what a Klingon looks like, right? I do. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Look I do. up. Look. Go. You're on your computer right now. Look up. Yeah, yeah. S- Star Trek Discovery Klingon. Because I really want to hear your reaction to them. I really want to see his facial expression when he sees yeah. them. Why do they look like that? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> they lost their hair. I have no idea. They lost oh, their. I... It's yeah, more I, than issues with their hair, though. Saying well, to be fair, I just then got rid of Star Trek Discovery and just searched for Klingon to make sure that I was even thinking of the right alien species. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, your fictional aliens can undergo whatever evolutionary line they want. I will not yuck your yums. If you want, you know, that kind of a Klingon, I won't tell you no. Yeah. But... You know, and if you want this kind of predator, I won't tell you no. But if you also want, you know, they evolved to beady eyes over the course of 300 years, and that's really what your predator looks like, fine. Fine. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing. I really wish people could just be like, oh, cool. That's what you like. This is what I like. Wouldn't it be yeah. interesting if? 
and then you, you like do like a collaborative thing or something. Yeah. That's not what, and unfortunately, that's not what happens. It, mm-hmm. No. It just, it, it just keeps on going until someone calls some someone else something horrible, and then it just implodes. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Isn't the internet great, guys? No, oh, win yeah, for the is. world. So, what was your guys' favorite uh, predator non-human kill in this? Oh, the wolf, wolf or coyote, whichever, whatever. Oh, it was. that was a cool one. Yeah. Just the way yeah. that they presented it with the heat vision on the rabbit, and then the wolf, and then the the actual battle where the wolf attacks, and then he guts it, and the wolf like stumbles for a second. It's like, oh man. And then taking the the trophy like you're used to seeing, like, yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that one. I like the snake one though too. Okay, mine was the bear. What a cool way to show this predator. I mean, so in I guess two movies in a row that we've talked about in Pre- the Predator and in this movie, we have seen reveal of Predator be him being doused in blood. I think this one did it better. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you didn't like seeing the internals of a of a human spilling out on mm. under the predator's face. They made it more gross. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it did, but it totally did. <laughs> well, because you know exactly what organ that blood was coming from, and you don't want yes. that on you. <laughs> and, and I have one of those. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> it. Okay. Um, what was yours? Mine was the bear as well, yeah. because I just think you know just her accidentally getting the bear's attention to mm-hmm. being saved by the predator unintentionally. And mm-hmm. then like them showing like, Hey, this, you know, like this predator is down here to collect, you know, the, the most vicious, or it's trying to find, you know, the most, you know, for its trophies. Um, but, and I, I, I gave the meme to Alan uh, to try to post, but it's too grainy to do, you know, exposed. So it's pretty much a drawing from like the fifties of a guy beating up a bunch of crabs with a mallet. And on top of it, it says I'm 30 minutes into prey. Uh, every time they show the predator, this is all I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, I really like them showing the predator going after, you know, other predators on planet Earth and not just humans for once and like how it goes about that, because the rattlesnake thing was perfect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because I mean, it was so cool to actually see how a snake truly does sense its prey. It doesn't do it by eyesight. It does it by smell. And that rattlesnake smelled something it never smelled before. So it went into, you know, defensive pose immediately like I hair. (laughs) <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And, and you watch the predator like work his way through the like the system of like hunters in that. Like he yeah. started with the rattlesnake and then went to the fox and to the bear. And then he's like, all right, it's human now. Yeah. And like that was so cool. Now, is there anything that would have made this movie better for you guys? Because I have something. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger showing up as Dutch. <laughs> was hold on hold on was that gonna happen no okay good I, you guys baited me earlier and i was like what yeah. no he showed up as a character called french <laughs> <He's> so <laughs> mad and what was what was your thing ryan i would have been fine without the french fur trappers i mean it makes sense for the time period uh it does it does and it brings in the the the, the pistol, so I'm mm-hmm. a, I was okay with that. Like I didn't mind that. 
here's 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 my thing. Mm-hmm. I understand why they did it. It is 100% true true to uh, everything that happens between the interactions between the French fur trappers and the uh, and and the indigenous characters is 100% accurate to mm-hmm. how times were back then. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. I wouldn't want to change how they did it the way they did it. I just would have felt I just feel like it would have been a little bit better if instead of having like, you know, like a horde of French fur trappers, it was like maybe one really well experienced fur trapper to kind of parallel the predator being Mm. in the woods. Because honestly, a lot of French fur trappers did go out on their own to do stuff that Mm -hmm. wasn't unheard of. They didn't go out in hordes. But then so. But there's also the subsect of the Predator fans who'd be like, you didn't even see him kill that many people, man. Like, he only killed one, that <laughs> one fur trapper dude. Like, I wanted to slaughter a whole army. Because bringing in, like, a large group like that, it kind of parallels the original Predator. You have all these guys out there who are hunters, and then they, they, they get cocky thinking they could take this thing out, and then they can't. Like, I kind of like that as a parallel to what we know from Predator and predators and the predator <laughs> not so much predator too because it's pretty much yeah. just danny glover <laughs> right i mean i totally get that and that's fine I, I completely understand it's just if i would have done this i would have had like a casey jones fur trapper like mm-hmm. a guy on his own <laughs> you know like that type Good. of a thing um, you know, like multiple weapons, you know, like not just, you know, not multiple weapons, like a musket and a pistol. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. um, but it's, and, and you could still have the arrogance. You mm-hmm. can still have, you know, all of the negativity around there. It would just be a little bit, because to be honest, like, even though I know, how how they set it up they show the camp there's a lot of people there there's a lot of frenchmen there it's Mm -hmm. not just the three four guys they show there's a whole camp of like a hundred of them because that's how they moved in groups Mm -hmm. for you know safety uh to to be safe Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. were being idiots Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but it was almost like watching a battle uh, a battle royale fight on a video game with like spawn points of like all these fur trappers just popping up out of the ground, like oh look, one gets killed, another one pops up out of a hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I see that. I I also like the kind of subtext that I thought that the fur trappers brought up. I mean, especially especially when with the buffalo, exactly with the, the buffalo. buffalo and everything. Yeah, like I said, I totally. When it comes to how they did it, I yeah. wouldn't have done it any other way because mm-hmm. they did it right. But Personally, you, you could, yeah. I just would have liked maybe just having like one, you know, just have like one on his own kind of parallel, you know, you've got these predators from alien. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got these predators from space coming down one at a time, mm-hmm. you know, doing their thing, taking trophies. And then here's a single French fur trapper coming into their territory and doing the same thing. Mm. I, the part of the reason I, I disagree with that is I don't think the, the fur trappers are meant to parallel the predator. That's in this. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. no. I, I think that, yeah, no. I think they're meant to pr- yeah. to parallel the Kamachi tribe, like the two different mm. fighting styles and li- hunting styles of the two groups. 
against this predator. Like it's the two groups mm-hmm. being contrasted against each other and how they handle the predator. Like I don't think it's yeah. Like I, I think if you put one fur trapper against the predator, then you have to do like just uh, the girl against the predator, and then you lose all of the the other fighting styles that you see in this and the, the mm-hmm. with the rest of the tribe. So I think I think they're more of a, a parallel to the the tribe itself than the mm-hmm. predator. Which I completely agree for what they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's what the French fur trappers in the movie were trying to do. Yeah. I'm saying in the version that I would have made, you would have not liked because I yeah. would have done what I said. You yeah. had the one fur trapper. That makes sense. I did like I did like how they approached language in this though. Oh yeah, where you couldn't really we understand what they were that. saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. we need to talk about that because that's huge with this movie. Yeah. So, so you guys didn't have subtitles when the French spoke either, right? No. I watched the whole movie with Dutch subtitles, so if they had switched and, and like subtitled them, I missed it. Okay. There was no English subtitles for the first. Okay. Okay. There were when I watched it in the Kamachi version, there were no subtitles mm-hmm. either. I don't know if wow. that, I don't know if there's meant to be and it's just Hulu was acting up and I couldn't I couldn't get over to the subtitles menu or something. Um but I didn't need them. Like I, I no. liked the not being able to understand the French. Mm-hmm. I did so. too. I thought it was really a cool touch. Because it put you in her place. Yeah. Right in away. In their place. Because you're supposed to be seeing this from their point of view, not the French's point of view. Yep. Mm-hmm. So being confused as much as the character is part of it. And I absolutely loved that. And the amount of this that I saw in Comanche was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Alan, you said you watched it in Comanche as well. Uh, It's good. Like. The, yeah. the weird thing is it's a dub, so they're still speaking English, but you hear oh. the Kamachi. Like it, it, mm. it it's weird. It's bizarre because according to the mm. internet, they filmed both, but I don't think they did film both. I think they filmed one and then dubbed it in the other. Got it. Um, they that even talked sense. about uh, doing the thing they do in Hunt for Red October, where they start off speaking the language and then slowly transition Switch. to English, uh, which mm. would have been cool. And I think the film kind of does that at the beginning because. It, yeah. it, it does, yeah. But, like, not seeing them do it, like, it just it being on the black screen it was different, so. Yeah. Mm. That definitely makes sense. Side note, weird Devin question. What was that flower they were eating the whole time? Can I make a, a little thing about this? This yeah. is This is one of those topics that I did not mention that I've seen people complain about. Oh, no, is it? No. So I'm not yes. complaining about it. I just don't no, want to no, eat no, this flower. I know you're not. I know you're not. As far yeah. as I know, mm-hmm. it is a hyped up version of a real plant that oh. helps with like healing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it does. I've tried to do some research on it, mm-hmm. but the like the plant for how much it drops your body temperature in this is fictional. Mm-hmm. Fine, but I I didn't I came into this expecting her to be like, "Here comes me covering up in mud," and she didn't. And I thought that was a clever way around it. Because especially, you know, when she falls into the muck, like that's what Mm -hmm. I thought was like, oh, look, she found her way to hide from the predator this early in the movie. They're setting it up and like, no, no, no. It's the it's the orange flower to help with the chief's knee, which is, you know what? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) that's all I've got on prey. So. (laughs) 
Okay, yeah, so, I liked it. Yeah, okay, good. So I'm mm-hmm. taking this back to a question that I asked you guys on the first Predator one that we did. Okay. Okay. After watching all the movies and watching the Shane Black movie, the running joke that they had in the Shane Black movie, do you feel that take, you know, tech, you know, when it comes to just actual speaking of what the Predators are, mm-hmm. is it the correct term for them? Because remember, no. I asked this yeah, after I know. the first one. No, I'm I'm still with the. Is it was it Olivia Munn that said no, and it doesn't make sense as Predator? I'm still going to say that. Yeah, I mean, when you're hunting for sport, um, yeah, I don't think it works. Bass fishermen is what I'll call them from here on out. I did take some things away from that movie. I didn't okay, hate good. all of it. I didn't really think this would work, but both of you guys <laughs> changed your responses to that question. <laughs> Which is great. I love this. <laughs> Just um, I, I'm very upset with all three of us. We talked about the Predator for about 20 minutes and did not mention the the brain damaged dog <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh right, I ignore um, that part. He lobotomized it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all we know now is that Nebraska is not good at shooting things in the head. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's all I've got for Prey mm-hmm. and the Predator. Um, yeah. Thanks, Ryan, for making us watch all of these movies. What yeah, franchise, thank you. I, this was fun. What franchise mm-hmm. do you have up next for us that you're going to have us go through after a break? I, like you're going to take a break. Yeah, from I'm gonna, us yeah take a break. <laughs> I really need to... I really need to kind of sort things out a little bit Okay. Uh, when it comes to the movie list. Like I'm probably going to have a lot of like one-offs okay. with mm-hmm. you guys. Well, you've got, um, you've got some time. And then we'll go from there. You've yeah. Got, yeah. You definitely have some time because Devin, what are you going to be having us do for the next three weeks? <laughs> it's a franchise. If you can't guess. So this is officially the run-up to the Rings of Power TV show on Amazon. I can't wait for it. And one of the things I've been really curious about is what does or how does Lord of the Rings, the original trilogy, hold up in a post-Game of Thrones, post-fantasy explosion world? So for these next three weeks, we are going to be watching the extended versions of the Lord of the Rings with special commentary on Devin about the history of them and specifically where they fit and how they fit into the Bakshi version of it as well. If you don't know what that is, Alan and Ryan, don't worry. I'll make you both watch some of it at some point, but we'll be talking about the Lord of the Rings and I cannot wait. You'll be making Alan watch those. Fair. fair. You'll be gone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Ryan's, Ryan's going to miss a week. I I might have somebody in mind to fill in. Uh, We'll talk Mm -hmm. after the show. I I just looked it up. We are doing a Lord of the Rings film a week until rings of power come out comes out. Oh, so we did this on we, purpose. We do our show Which... on Tuesday, that Friday, uh, the Friday that our, uh, return of the King episode comes out will be the premiere. Of, That's amazing. Uh, so we definitely did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, mm-hmm. that was in, completely intentional. Um, now Devin, which version of the films are you having me watch? Extended. Hands okay. down extended. I don't I don't want to have to every episode be like, well, did you know they added this scene? Did you know they added this scene and then this scene? Just watch the scenes. The extended <laughs> versions, I think, are better and just worth watching anyway. Okay. 
by the end of this, am I going to have to be like um, Peter Jackson and hypnotize myself to forget all of it? You will. 100% okay. you will. Awesome. I don't know. I wonder. I, I want to know how you think. I'm really curious about this. Okay. Okay. Well, I think that does it for this week's episode. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out check us out on Twitch. We've been trying to find a time where we can get on and do some gaming stuff. Maybe Devin and I will do that this week um, down the road. Um, but you can listen to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. And until next time, um, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. If it bleeds, we can kill it. (laughs) We will see you next week. (laughs) 